Hello and welcome to the Glow Pod on the World Football Index. Today we have a look at Tottenham Hotspur's new signing and World Football Index golden boy as well, Davinson Sanchez. Today he's made his move from Ajax to Tottenham. It's a transfer that has amusingly led to the hashtag the best Sanchez in North London to trend today on Twitter. And joining me on this pod is World Football Index's Colombian expert, Simon Edwards. So, Simon, how are you today? I believe you are joining us from a water park. <laughs> I am, yes. Uh, important news. I couldn't, I couldn't let this Devin San- Sanchez move go, go past, so I had to jump on this one. But I'm actually in a water park somewhere outside Medellin in rural Antioquia, hence the singing birds in the background. How are you, Adam? How's, uh, how's Chile? Yeah, nice and sunny here, actually. It's, it's warming up again in Arica, so... Yeah, summer's just round the corner, so yeah, everything's uh, bright and beautiful again here. So let's let's get on to talk about Davison, one of the most exciting young talents in well from South America, and he's one of the brightest Colombian talents around at this moment in time. Um, he's got a great chance here to make a great impression at Tottenham, and of course in in the most watched league in the world as well in the in, in the Premier League. So, just how excited are you and Colombians in general, do you think, about this move? I think Colombians are very positive. He's a very popular player, played, as we'll talk about, I'm sure, in a minute, for one of the most popular teams, Atletico Nacional. Uh, he's one of a, of a handful of very, very strong, very interesting uh, Colombian centre-backs. Obviously, we've spoken about Jerry Mina a lot on the Libertadores pod, also on the, the Spotlight pod. Uh, Austin uh, spoke about him with uh, Tom. So there's a lot of excitement about a couple of these Colombian centre-backs who, you know, I personally think could become two of the best central defenders in, in Europe uh, in the coming years. Um, and Davinson uh, is, is one of those. So there's lots of enthusiasm. Um, he's a player that people have seen do very well in Colombia. And then obviously the Dutch league isn't closely followed, particularly down here. But having got to European finals and, and played against Manchester United and I know he's already appeared for the Colombian national team, uh, he's definitely a player that... Colombians are very hopeful for uh, and this is going to be a big move for Colombian and, and especially for Davinson. Yeah so you mentioned there that he started his career at Atletico Nacional in Colombia and he won the Copa Libertadores amongst many other trophies there. First of all you've seen him in much sort of closer quarters than me. I've followed his career for a while now through TV but you've actually been there in the stadium watching him a few times Maybe you could tell us a little bit about some of his uh, strengths, first of all. Yeah, so, I mean, he made his debut for Atletico Nacional. He was actually playing for an America de Cali youth team uh, in Cauca, which is, uh, you know, a region to the kind of north northeast of Colombia, up towards the Venezuelan border. And his family actually then moved to Medellin, so he left the America de Cali Academy and uh, joined up with the Nacional Academy, played for Colombia at at youth level shortly after, um, and then broke into the Atletico Nacional team around 2014. So this is back when uh, Osorio, the current Mexico manager, was in charge of Nacional. Um, and a lot of the, the success Nacional have enjoyed recently has come off the back of that team. It was a very innovative team where the defenders were expected to kind of fulfill a number of roles. They would push up into midfield at times, especially... Once uh, Stefan Medina left, uh, Davinson Sanchez was kind of given that role at times where he would bring the ball out of defence and kind of interchange with the holding midfield players. So while he is a centre-back and a a very good, athletic, competitive centre-back, he's a a strong player, he's quick, he's good in the air, 
He's also very, very comfortable bringing it out of defence. Um, and that Letico Nacional side, followed by the Copa Libertadores side that preceded it, were all built around uh, using the ball, bringing it out of defence. That was a, that was a key aspect. So he had a. It was a team where he was expected to play a lot. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of what strikes you most about uh, Damison is is his, his. You know, he's a very physical. He's tall. He's strong. He's very combative uh, in defence. But then he's got the confidence to bring it out into midfield, uh, dribbling well, passing well. So, yeah, he's a very, very complete defender. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? You've seen them a lot in uh, his Libertadores campaign. Yeah, for me, he's the ideal modern centre-back, really. I, th- I think he will fit in um, at Spurs perfectly. Spurs, I, I tend to watch quite a lot of their games as, um, as quite a few family members support Tottenham. So I always keep an eye on, re- on their results. And, you know, their matches are always live here in South America as well. So, you know, with Tottenham's, you know, their standard formation is tends to be sort of 4-2-3-1. And yeah, he would be comfortable playing in a, in a back four. But also I think he could play in this sort of newer system that Pochettino seems to have found in recent months. You know, the, the back three where he's gone sort of 3-4-2-1. I, f- I feel that Sanchez could, is, is definitely suited to Spurs' kind of possession-based game, as we saw last season. They're one of the most successful sides playing that style as well in the Premier League. And like you say, Sanchez is very comfortable on the ball, and he shone in, in what was a very talented Ajax side that made it all the way to the Europa League final. And I, I, f- I think one of the things which excites me most about this move is the fact that he's going to be working with Mauricio Pochettino, who's a former international defender himself, of course. I, I just feel that this is the perfect move for Sanchez. There are one or two doubts, which I'm sure we'll come on to at the moment. But, you know, Spurs have spent £42 million on him and he signed a massive six-year contract. I don't know if you've seen that yet, Simon. Apparently it's, it's, it's a six-year deal, which shows how much faith, you know, Spurs have in this transfer, I feel. I think they must have been watching him for a fair while. Although maybe if, if they'd been listening to this pod a year ago, they might have saved themselves £40 million pounds as we've been bigging him up on World Football Index for well over a year. We, we do need a little bit of balance here. So shall we look at what maybe we see as his weaknesses? I will put a couple to you and, and see if you agree with me or not. I think his positional sense at times is a little bit suspect, but I think he has the pace to recover. Do you think that's a that's a fair analysis? Yeah, I mean, I think with with these impressive, you know, athletic, quick defenders, uh, often through their development, uh, having perfect positioning, having perfect, uh, you know, positional play can sometimes be, you know, you, you can kind of get away with it to a certain extent. Um, so I think that is one of the concerns when you buy one of these, you know, powerful, quick, strong defenders. Someone, you know, in the mold of, you know, if you look at English football, someone like Sol Campbell. I think early in his career, he was very quick, very strong, which maybe kind of got him out of trouble in a couple of occasions where he wasn't perfectly positioned as some of the less, you know, less dominant defenders can be. And again, that's, that's not, not a problem. That's not a negative. It's just something that sometimes with, especially in South American football, um, we see a lot of very good attacking play, but sometimes the defensive work isn't always there. As I said, Nacional is a team that had a very good setup. So that was a positive. But I think having that year in, uh, Holland was was ideal. Um, people have asked me uh, about some Colombian players, and you know where do I think they should go for their for their first move to Europe? 
And I'm increasingly kind of looking towards Holland as being the best option. I think Dutch football classically is, you know, very much focused on positional work, on, on, on playing the ball, on passing, kind of a collective yeah, team play. Because you've, you've said many times before on, on our pods that, you know, the, the Colombian players are, are, are very talented, but they do sometimes lack that kind of tactical nous. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I, I mean, I think Colombian football, when played well, is all about possession football, moving the ball. But I think the the European influence, and especially countries where kind of tactics are really uh, important and really studied, somewhere like Holland, and in particular Ajax, it's you know working how to use that possession effectively and how to combat teams when they're in possession. Uh, sometimes South American teams can be a bit impatient uh, in kind of getting the ball back and maybe give away some fouls or maybe lose position a little bit. So I think that is kind of the perfect mix to have that South that Colombian possession-based football with a you know the bit of an individuality and a, you know a, a, some kind of a bit of a bit of swagger mixed in with some of the Dutch discipline and and creativity and tactical thinking. So while I do agree that maybe that is one of the weaker areas. I definitely think that year in Holland will do him wonders uh, in terms of moving forward. I, th- I think we probably both agree that a couple of his weaker games that we've seen him have have come for the Colombian national team. I think that's fair to say, no, Simon. Why do you think that is? Is is that possibly sort of a maybe a mentality issue with you know the pressure, and is that something that we might have to look out for here? He played recently in a, in a friendly game. Uh, and he was actually substituted at half-time. Colombia have some established players like Christian Zapata at AC Milan, uh, Jason Morillo, who's been at Inter Milan as well. Uh, and then they have these two very interesting, uh, Jedi Mina, who looks like he could be going to Barcelona shortly, and uh, Davinson, who's obviously just joined Tottenham. So uh, at the moment, the, the, the thinking in Colombia, within Colombia, is Jerry Mina slightly ahead. Um, whereas I think in Europe, obviously, people are very impressed by Davinson Sanchez. So I just think in terms of Colombia, perhaps it's something to do with Going into a to a friendly game where the the system isn't necessarily defined, there was quite a few changes. Uh, that could be a part of the challenge, given that he's been in such a uh, you know well planned, well managed system for the last three or four years of his career at Nacional and then at Ajax. That could be part of it. And yeah, definitely. I mean, I think pressure, the importance of the national teams in South America, as you know, is is far far higher than, uh, for example, in England. You know, people watch a lot of the England games and they get very upset by England losing and they get frustrated, but. There isn't the kind of joy and the kind of excitement related to an international friendly in, in Europe as opposed to in South America. So there was a lot of eyes on, there were a lot of eyes on him. And uh, I think he was definitely trying to impress. And I mean, you may mention it, but I think his ability to bring the ball out and pass is one of his great strengths. But it's also potentially one of um, something you'll have to manage. He doesn't want to get the David Luiz uh, kind of English media perception of a player who takes risks or a player who's a bit sloppy. And what do you think about uh, the potential to having that kind of tag if he makes a couple of mistakes yeah I, I think I think that is possibly a concern certainly the fact that he will take a little time to adapt I'm sure you know one one of my other doubts that we come on to at the moment of course is that adapting to life in England not just on the pitch but off the pitch as well but I do feel as I've said before the fact that Pochettino's his manager I, I think that's such a big plus about this move. I, I feel that Pochettino is somebody who can understand maybe Sanchez's one or two weaknesses that he possibly have and also help him out if he does get himself into sort of any kind of difficult situations in games. I, I don't think he's going to 
keep on playing him and sort of destroy his confidence. I, I, I feel that Pochettino will manage him well, basically, is what, is what I'm trying to say. Going off the back of sort of my, my comment there about potential off-the-field issues, you know, obviously he's going to have to learn the language. That's a potential negative point at the moment in this move that, you know, he's going to have to learn a new language and also adapt to, adapt to life in England. Do you think that, that could possibly play a part in on his development coming into the Premier League? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously uh, moving to any new culture, new league is, is a challenge. I think the the way clubs approach these issues uh, has changed a lot. I mean, we did a podcast in South American football uh, show about uh, about some of the agencies and organisations that are working uh, with players and and you know how things have changed. For example, when Juan Pablo Angel came from Colombia to uh, to England, he didn't speak the language and you know he was stuck at home looking at his phone trying to work out how to plug it in and uh, you know he was trying to organise a doctor's appointment and no one was helping him. And I think those days are long, long gone. Uh, there's a lot of work done by the club uh, and obviously, yeah, having a, an experienced defender as a manager uh, is obviously going to be very, very useful. So I think it, it will be a challenge. I think having had that year in Holland where he adapted so well, obviously will make things a, a lot easier, you know, in terms of you know, little things, the weather, in terms of being in a country where at time you're not going to understand um, people around you. Now, these are things, you know, we've, we've both moved to South America, we've moved to a new country. These are things that initially can be a little bit daunting. But uh, I think having that time in Holland, having had uh, experienced the British, win- uh, you know, a European winter, having experienced a different culture, you know, I think as well, he just seems to be very, very level-headed. Um, we've never heard any rumours of, you know, him getting into trouble. He's, he's not a Fastino Aspria type of player. So I think all of the indications are that he's a very level-headed guy. He adapted exceptionally well in Holland from the start and has kept his place throughout the season, won you know, player of the year for the side. You know, every indication for me says that he's the kind of guy who will take this in his stride. And again, who knows what's going to happen? Things off the field can affect a player, you know, family issues, whatever. There's all these, there's always a few questions. But with Tottenham having invested in a long-term contract and paid a, a decent transfer fee, you know, it's completely in their interest to give them every chance to succeed that's possible. So I think uh, with Pochettino, with that experience in Holland and with that long-term contract providing security, yeah, I think there's no reason to think why he wouldn't be uh, you know, one of the key defenders for Tottenham for the coming years, especially given the system and you know his attributes. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can't really see many ways that it could fail, <laughs> but you know, that's maybe the kids are deaf to say that. I can't agree with you more there, Simon. So before I wrap up, is there anything else you want to add um, about Davinson Sanchez this move? And if not, then please tell the listeners where people can find you on on Twitter because. Maybe some Spurs fans have some more questions for you. Yeah, sure. I'm always happy to help. Um, and, uh, you know, I think in terms of Tottenham's profile, uh, Colombian fans are very, very passionate about their players and they're very keen to see them doing well abroad. So I'm definitely sure there'll be a few more Tottenham shirts knocking about in Colombia, whether they're real shirts <laughs> or whether they've been made downtown and they're fake. You know, I'm not sure how much is going to arrive in Tottenham, but there'll definitely be a few. So that might start to cover some of the costs of his transfer. Uh, but I definitely think in terms of a long-term investment, you know, it's a decent amount of money, but we're talking about one of the potentially best defenders, someone Barcelona have been following for two or three years and has had kind of earmarked um, going back a couple of years. And, uh, you know, they, they they made an offer. Barcelona were fairly close to signing him when he went to Ajax. He chose to have that first-team guaranteed football ahead of a, a move to the you know one of the biggest clubs in the world. So I think that, again, that shows 
um, that he's an intelligent guy and a responsible guy. He avoided that big move in terms of, you know, to focus on uh, his personal development, long-term development. So, yeah, I think Tottenham should be looking forward to it. Obviously, there's going to need a little bit of adaption, but I think he has all the skills required to do very, very well. And, you know, it's going to give me, as an Arsenal fan, another reason to watch Tottenham games. So that, that's uh, always interesting. Uh, so, yeah, on Twitter, at Simon Edwards, S-A-F. I do a lot of stuff on Colombian football. I think there's a lot of Colombian players heading towards Europe and towards England potentially in the coming years. So I'll kind of give you the heads up on those moving forward. Uh, what about you, Adam? Uh, Twitter? Yeah, you can find me uh, Adam, at AdamBrandon84 on Twitter. I'm still getting used to saying that, that handle. Just one last thing, you know, I want to apologise for Simon saying that he's an Arsenal fan and also mentioning... Uh, Sol Campbell earlier in the podcast you know if there's Spurs fans listening they don't want to hear that son <laughs> sorry <laughs> truth hurts okay so yeah thanks once again for listening to to us here at the World Football Index I'm, I'm sure that for many of you this was your first time so I hope that you've enjoyed the show please check out our, our other shows on, on, on the network um, especially um, the South American football show that we do here that should be back soon and and running regular as usual. Um, So thanks once again for listening, and goodbye.